Listen, it may be close, it may come down to the final plays, but Iowa is going to win the Big Ten West. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. And coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look at Iowa, the team that has a chance to, after all the odds, win the Big Ten West yet again. It's going to be a good one. But before we get into that matchup and everything else you need to know going into the weekend, a look at, well, the show, Locked On Big Ten, and where you need to be to follow it wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten. It's one zero at the end, not T-E-N, when you're typing out 10. I'm at Nate with Sports, Nate Dickinson. Let's dive into this Iowa-Nebraska matchup that could end up, and in my opinion will, end up deciding the Big Ten West here today. Iowa has, of course, the history here in winning Big Ten Wests and going to this game. And that's the big reason why I have the confidence of the Hawkeyes over the Cornhuskers here. But let's actually dive into this matchup. Iowa's won four games in a row. As far as what they've done against Nebraska, they've won seven in a row. But the key is it's close. In the last four matchups, this game has been decided by one possession, which is kind of odd considering how good Nebraska has been in some of those years and how bad, or how good Iowa has been and how bad Nebraska has been in others. Scott Frost, give him credit, was able to keep things close with the Hawkeyes at the very, very least. Uh, Again, that's at the very, very least, if you know again about what Scott Frost did elsewhere with this program. We know what Iowa is. The defense is going to be one of the best in the nation. It's in the top 25, if not top 10, in just about every big defensive category that people care about. The team doesn't take penalties, which is one of those things that beats teams in the Big Ten West, and it doesn't really ever also turn the ball over. It's seventh in the nation in both turnover margin and penalty yards per game. So it's an Iowa team that plays a clean game, and when you're in the Big Ten West that has played out like what this season's Big Ten West has been, that's the difference in what makes Iowa a contender and all these other teams falling short every single season. But just on the field, Nebraska doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes either. Nationally, in the top 30 in penalty yards, and it can score points when it gets drives going too. Uh, 92% of the time, ends up picking up points when it gets into the red zone. That's 15th in the country. So if Nebraska is able to start getting a little bit of an offense going here against Iowa and able to figure something out, There's some evidence, at the very least, that the Cornhuskers will be able to keep pace in this game. But at the same time, you have a team that has not exactly been great against a team in Iowa that's really, really good. I'll go on, though, to give Nebraska some more points here, though. Nebraska's been good as of late. This team is someone that has not been making the same mistakes it had earlier in the season. Uh, One time, Nebraska had five straight games with at least two turnovers this season. In the last three games, it has just one turnover combined. They're playing a cleaner game. As far as penalty yards, it's put up the three fewest number of penalty yards all season in each of the last three games. So the Cornhuskers are playing a cleaner brand of football as well. But at the same time, the clean football has not resulted in productive football. It also has three of its 
four fewest passing yards of the season in the last four games, and three games rushing for less than 100 yards total as a team in the last four games as well. So while there's been some ups for Nebraska to suggest that it could be at least be able to stay in this game and not beat itself, there's not a whole lot of evidence to say it could beat Iowa either. But those are the points that make this thing close. The fact that Nebraska has been playing better football, has been playing cleaner football, and has also been able to keep things close with Iowa in games before. However, none of those things are the reason why I think Iowa wins this game. And really, none of the other offensive statistics or any statistic things have me thinking Iowa wins this game. What has me thinking that Iowa wins this game is simply the fact that I know what Iowa is, and Iowa knows what Iowa is, and Iowa knows how to win these games. It's something that means more than anything in a Big Ten West that's just kind of all over the place. The fact that Iowa has been here before. It's the biggest key. Time in and time out, Iowa has been good enough. It's been good enough to win the Big Ten West, and Nebraska has not been good enough to stop them, nor has anybody else. Whether it be a Nebraska team that can't stop Iowa or somebody else blowing it, Wisconsin and Iowa are the teams that win the Big Ten West. Aside from Northwestern the one year, you have a Minnesota team that's been good enough to win that Big Ten West but hasn't done it. You've had Purdue teams that have been good enough to win that Big Ten West but have not done it. And you know why? Because they hadn't been there before. Because in the fourth quarter in a tie game last week, Minnesota had chances to put Iowa away and it didn't and it let the Hawkeyes get the game-winning field goal. If it comes down to crunch time at the end, and this one's just a gritty Big Ten football game as we expect it to be, then we just know that Iowa's going to be more prepared for the moment than Nebraska is. And it may be the most obvious point in between two teams that we can get this at, because there may be no team that's better at doing this stuff than Iowa, and there may be no team that's worse at doing this stuff in recent years than Nebraska. It's kind of fitting that in this last game of the season, it's that team in Nebraska that's going to be the one that tries to stop that team in Iowa from yet again going to a Big Ten championship game. And who would have thought, by the way, that we would be here at the beginning of the season or at the point where Nebraska was or Iowa was 3-4 and four and 1-3 and three in the Big Ten? Who would have thought that that would be the team that controls its own destiny going into the last week of the season in the West? I didn't. I thought the rain was over, but Kirk Ferentz will not go away. We're going to go into some more things here on Locked On Big Ten as we continue along with the show. Take a look at basketball in the Big Ten. Wisconsin just barely falling to Kansas in overtime, and the whole conference just showing us that it's not going to be any sort of off year for the Big Ten this season. That's coming up in just a minute here on the program. First, though, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest way to spice up the college football season. You've heard of Underdog if you've been listening to the show, but again, if you need a refresher, what you do with Underdog is you go onto their daily fantasy site, and with college players, which is harder to find than, of course, the pros on these sites, you can go and pick, say, C.J. Stroud has 290, 300 passing yards at an over-under. You can go more than or less than that number. You can go more than or less than total yards that a defense gives up or anything else that you like with the individual players. Put it all together two to five of those picks, and if you get them all right, you can quadruple 10 times, 20 times your money that you put in just by playing against 
the numbers that Underdog has. This is daily fantasy against the site, not against everybody else. So you're not playing against thousands and thousands of players. You just have to beat Underdog's projections. How do you do it? You head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Deposit 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Locked On. One word. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today. Big Ten basketball is back. Maybe it never left. But there were some people, of course, having some speculations that the Big Ten may not be quite the same conference this year. Only had the two, three teams in the preseason AP polls, but that has changed, as has the mindset, I think, of everyone in the Big Ten, everyone on the Big Ten quickly, quickly in this season. Let's start with the most recent of close matchups between the Big Ten and an elite team. Wisconsin just barely falls to Kansas after just barely beating Dayton in a terrible game earlier in the week, Wisconsin able to keep things going with the Jayhawks and arguably should have won that game, depending on how you look at things in the end of the matchup between Wisconsin and Kansas. I know there were some uh, replays and shots of people stepping out of bounds that were going viral and controversial, but let's stick to the positives here. Wisconsin played with one of the best teams in the country. And as I mentioned yesterday, a guy like Connor Asesian was able to come in and dominate in this game, and he is the big takeaway if you're a Wisconsin fan, the fact that he is here and is going to be a factor for the Badgers this season. That's something Wisconsin needs. He ended up at one point in the second half. Wisconsin went in halftime down 13 against the Jayhawks. Played just about all this game from behind until the very end. But the comeback was all Connor Asesian. He ended up scoring 11 of the 25 first points of the second half for Wisconsin in the comeback. That's what ends up bringing it back to a one-point game, and it played tight the entire rest of the way. But it was Asesian's big scoring boost out of the break that was the difference there. He's really good. The freshman out of Indiana can be that third guy. You've got Tyler Wall there. You've got Chucky Hepburn there. The question was going to be, hey, those two can't be enough. Who can be somebody else to pick up on this scoring? Connor Asesian's that guy. He proved it yesterday against Kansas. He's going to get more time. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the starting lineup soon. He's somebody who is going to be a factor right away when he's in the game. And we've seen it. We've seen it already in the matchups that we've gotten from him so far. The last couple of games, he's really, really starting to blossom and show what he can do for this team. If he ends up continuing to be that kind of good, that's when you start to think, okay, Wisconsin can be competitive again. Wisconsin can be a contender again in the Big Ten because it was missing a couple pieces. But I think Connor Sejan fills in some of those shoes that Johnny Davis leaves really, really well. Not everything. He can't do everything. But that freshman's going to be big. He's going to be big, big in how competitive Wisconsin can be this season. The reason I wanted to bring this up, though, is not just because of Wisconsin. It's because of everybody. Everybody in the Big Ten is proving the preseason haters wrong. Because we knew at the time it was disrespectful to only have two teams in the AP preseason polls out of the Big Ten. But now things are, of course, coming back. Let's just go over again what we've had in the first couple of weeks of the season here in Big Ten basketball. Wisconsin loses by one to Kansas. Ohio State beat Texas Tech earlier this week, a ranked team. Northwestern loses by just one point to Auburn. Northwestern, not even one of the teams we thought were going to be really good in the Big Ten. That team loses by one to number 13, Auburn. Illinois beat UCLA a while back. 
Of course, Michigan State, we have to talk about beating Villanova and Kentucky and playing Gonzaga really close as well. That is the difference between what we have now in the Big Ten and what we thought the Big Ten might be at the beginning of the season. Everyone is competing with all sorts of good teams. And you can say, well, these games are played on neutral courts. These games are being played in weird environments that aren't going to be what it is when it matters most. I don't care. After what we had in the preseason, the disrespect that this Big Ten got, it's a very nice reminder for everybody else that there is no doubt Big Ten still tops when it comes to basketball. Maybe not number one right now, but the idea that it was going to have any sort of fall off is ridiculous. And again, we see it in the polls. Indiana at 11, Michigan State 12, Illinois now at 16, Maryland, Purdue, Iowa 23 through 25, and Michigan and Ohio State both also in the top 30 of the polls just barely outside. There's going to be plenty of good Big Ten teams. And they're already starting to show that while there's plenty of talent gone this season, it was foolish to think that the Big Ten wasn't going to reload. Just foolish to suggest that we would not have the same kind of power back again this year. That's the biggest and most important thing to, of course, Big Ten fans and a lot of schools is the basketball. The basketball power is not going away anytime soon. I promise you that. We're going to wrap things up in just a minute, of course, by looking at the final couple of notes as we get into the weekend a recruiting update for you and also of today's Big Ten schedule as you look forward to the weekend. That's coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. But first, Upside is an app that can help you just save money, get cash back on all of your purchases. You're spending money on things. I know this because we're consumers, all of us. So if you want to get money back, it just makes sense to go and get Upside, whether it be the inflation, the high gas prices, the expensive dinners that just seem to be getting more expensive because of the inflation. It's all something that you can at least take a little bit of the weight off of with Upside. Get cash back on all of your purchases and do it easily without having to really put in any sort of effort at all. All you do is you download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED, the promo code LOCKED, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You spend $10 and you're just getting $5 cash back for free. That's the kind of stuff that Upside does and the kind of thing we can help you with if you use promo code LOCKED. It's the underdog, or I'm sorry, Upside app and anywhere, and, and the promo code LOCKED. Upside and the promo code LOCKED. Of course, Underdog Fantasy we told you about earlier. We love them too. But Upside is where you go to get cash back and really just, honestly, don't change anything at all. Just get more money with the Upside app and the promo code LOCKED to help you get started. All right, let's wrap things up with the news and schedule for the Big Ten today. A couple of recruiting notes on the football side. Breon Ishmael, the winner of Cool Name of the Day, ends up committing to Michigan. Three-star linebacker out of Ohio, so always nice for the Michigan faithful to steal away a recruit from Ohio and the Buckeyes. Uh, Buckeyes fans will, of course, point out that the three-star, we probably didn't want him anyway, and Ohio State did not have an offer extended, so we'll never know. But he commits to Michigan and will be headed to join the Wolverines. Also, an unranked wide receiver, Dayton Howard, commits to Iowa. He's out of St. Louis, unranked, but six foot five, and I would expect a ranking to come on him at least some point soon. When you get those guys committing to Big Ten schools, a lot of the times it's just people who have flown under the radar. They get that commitment, they get some name to them, and they get a little bit more respect from the recruiting services. So, an unranked uh, Dayton Howard commits to Iowa. Breon Ishmael commits to Michigan. A couple of names to remember for the future of Big Ten football. 
big slate on the weekend schedule, of course, in the Big Ten. Obviously, the big game today, Iowa plays Nebraska. Iowa wins. It's playing in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, men's basketball, a full slate. Wisconsin plays USC. Maryland plays Coppin State. Nebraska visits Memphis. Clemson against Iowa. Lafayette against Penn State. Illinois plays Linwood. Purdue against Gonzaga in a late, late, late matchup tonight. And then even later, Michigan State against Oregon. Starting as late as 11, 12 o'clock, depending on where you're at. It's not not going to be pretty if you're a fan of those teams and hoping to stay up for that game. It's going to be ending pretty late. That's a look at the Big Ten schedule for the day and everything going on around the Big Ten as we head into the weekend. I'm Nate Dickinson, and this has been Locked On Big Ten. Again, we will be back here after Ohio State and Michigan with a quick reaction on everything that happened in that game. It'll be here wherever you listen or watch Locked On Big Ten. And I'll, of course, be reacting to the Iowa and Nebraska game as well over the weekend, too. However the Big Ten ends up turning out, we'll have the results for you here on the program. Until then, be sure to follow on Twitter, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's at LockedOnBig10. And I'm Nate with Sports on Twitter, at Nate with Sports. Nate Dickinson with you. And until next time, this has been Locked On Big Ten.